Hey everyone, it's Ariel Hawani. And I'm Chuck Mendenhall. And I'm Pete Carroll, and together we are Three Pack. Join us on the brand new Spotify Live app immediately after all of the biggest fights in combat sports. And also during the weigh-ins, because that's when the real drama happens. So what are you waiting for? Follow the Ring MMA show right now on our exclusive Spotify podcast feed. And come join the best community in MMA. Peace! We're out of here. It's New York, New York, presented by FanDuel. Take a shot at betting the NBA with FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. Right now, you can check out the new and improved Parlay Hub, filter by odds, sport, and bet type to easily find the most popular parlays and same-game parlays all on one page. Plus, start betting on the Explore page and the Pulse and bet live same-game parlays for every NBA game. So download the app today and bet with FanDuel, official partner of the NBA. The Ringer is committed to responsible gaming. Please visit rg-help.com to learn more about the resources and helplines available and listen to the end of the episode for additional details. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 100 Gambler or visit rg-help.com. This episode is brought to you by cars.com. When you add your car to your garage on cars.com, you'll unlock access to real-time insights into how much your car is worth. Plus, View its historical and projected value to decide when to sell. So when the time is right, you can secure an instant offer from a local dealership or sell it yourself on cars.com. Start tracking your car's value with your garage on cars.com. Let's roll, baby. Merry Christmas, one and all. It is a special Sunday edition of New York, New York. I hope everybody enjoyed their Christmas holiday. Um, I figured we'd do a mini pot. It's not going to be our full-fledged, full-tilt, hour-plus recap of the weekend. It is the Christmas holiday after all. And I'll tell you this. I feel like I got a lump of coal in my stocking. You Jet fans, you got one hell of a present on Sunday. I don't know what happened to Tua. I don't know if he was shaving points. I, I I can't even begin to describe what happened in that fourth quarter. Not one, not two, but three interceptions. To go lose the game, to now put the New York Jets back in prime position to make the playoffs if they win their last two games. Think about that for a minute. If the Jets beat Seattle and the Jets beat Miami, the Jets are a playoff team. Just, just think about that for a minute. Win the next two, get one New England Patriots loss. Preferably week 18 against Buffalo, but maybe it's week 17 against Miami. Doesn't matter. You win two games in a row, you're in the dance. This race for the final wild card within the AFC has gotten nutty, and it basically is boiled down to the fact that nobody wants it. The Jets are in a skid. The Patriots have been terrible. The Dolphins went from 8-3 and and at a toast to the league, and people are talking Super Bowl. Now they can't get out of their own way, and they've lost four games in a row. So, Merry Christmas, Jeff fans. You're back in the playoff race, and all of a sudden, Week 17 against Geno Smith and the Seattle Seahawks means a great deal. Oh, that game absolutely ruined my day. Like, uh, 
the Knicks losing the game stunk. George Niang killing them stunk. I know for many of you, that's going to be what really soiled your Christmas day. No, 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 no. The Dolphins took it to another level and made me absolutely nauseous eating my Christmas dinner to the point where I couldn't even enjoy it. What happened to my quarterback today? Holy smokes, that was terrible. Now, far more pressing matters for the New York football fan aside from the Jets. The Giants game on Saturday had a little bit of everything. And I think it was a reminder of this team is close. This team has flashes. This team really squeezes every last ounce of talent out of the roster. But it can't make the mistakes that it did on Saturday if they want to, let's say, win a game in the postseason. Saturday was a perfect example of that. The Giants matched up well with the Minnesota Vikings. Outside of one bad interception, and it was a bad interception, and I'm sure he'll be the first to tell us that on Tuesday, Daniel Jones played a really good game. He was mobile within the pocket. He made some big throws. He had some monster conversions. That drive down eight at the end of the game to go and score the game-tying touchdown to get the two-point conversion. That is as good a drive as the Giants, in the circumstances, have had all year. So you love seeing that. But this was a game in which the Giants are dropping big passes. This is a game in which the Giants are allowing a block punt to go and set up the Minnesota Vikings. This is a game in which the Giants played terrible coverage on that third down screen pass to Justin Jefferson that enabled the 61-yard Greg Joseph game-winning field goal. The Minnesota Vikings, they are on the ultimate crap seater right now. I mean, the way they have played all year, these games come down to the wire. You don't know how they have the record that they do, but they keep winning, they keep winning, and they keep winning. So they got a lot of good juju and a lot of good karma on their side. The Giants got a taste of that on Saturday. But my takeaway from watching them in that game is that if they match up, let's say, with the Minnesota Vikings in the first round of the playoffs, they are very, very live in the game. If Jones is going to play like that, if Barkley's going to roll like that, if you can have a couple of guys step up, whether it's a Hodgins or a Slayton or a Bellinger, and you get after the quarterback, and the Giants did a good job of getting after the quarterback. They have dudes on that pass rush. That, to me, is their blueprint of finding their way to a postseason win. Now, as far as where the Giants stand, it's pretty simple. They had a week outside of the Packers winning, which really doesn't mean a whole lot to them. That was pretty good. Detroit lost. Ratline of a week. Seattle lost in Kansas City. Washington got smoked in the second half. They go to Carson Wentz. Didn't matter. And they lose to the red-hot 49ers. So... It's pretty simple from a Giants perspective. You got to find a way to win one more game. If you could go and win one more game and beat the Indianapolis Colts this coming Sunday, New Year's Day, you're going into playoffs. Doesn't matter what happens in Week 18, you're in. Lose this game to Indianapolis. Then all of a sudden, it puts the pressure on you, probably against the Eagles' backups, to go and win Week 18. One more win. And we're talking about January postseason football for the New York Giants. And I think every Giant fan would have signed on the dotted line for that at the beginning of the year. And the race now, it's amazing how Green Bay 
basically one Washington loss, they went out there in the playoffs. Green Bay, who was deader than dead about a month ago, they hung around. They win a couple of games. They got Detroit staring them in the face at home, final game of the year. There is a very, very good chance that Detroit and Green Bay is going to be for a playoff spot week 18 in the NFC. And that, not for nothing, would be a really fun game. The upstart Lions, the old guard Packers. NFC, all of a sudden, that race got pretty darn juicy. Did not see that coming. Giants, you don't want to be a part of that. You want to go and get one win. That's what I'd be stressing all week if I'm Brian Dable. None of this crap matters if we win Sunday against the Colts. And I think if the Giants play 90% of the game that they gave you in Minnesota, or close to it, you're going to win. Very curious to see Indianapolis on Monday night against the Chargers. And then remember, Indianapolis would have to go and play on a short week. They play Monday, turn around Sunday. That's advantageous from a Giants standpoint. You'd wonder at that point, what do the Indianapolis Colts have left? One more win. I want this Giants team in the playoffs. I'm very, I am intrigued to see how this team would handle a postseason environment. You can make the same argument about the Jets, but I think from a Jets standpoint, they need Mike White back. If I'm going to entertain the idea of the Jets making the postseason, Mike White has to play the final two games. Is that fair to say? Because if it's Wilson or Flacco or the kid they brought in on Thursday, forget about it. To me, there is nothing to discuss then from a Jets perspective if that's what you're looking at at quarterback. So you better be saying your prayer and light your candles over the next few days that the Jets have their quarterback back and that he could play Sunday against the Seattle Seahawks. But Going into week 17, going into New Year's Day, whole lot of juice, whole lot of sizzle. Jets and Giants. Jets with a new lease on life. Giants with a very simple formula. That is the football equation wrapping up Christmas Day. Unfortunately, as I mentioned earlier, it was not a great Christmas Day for the New York Knicks. I feel like the Knicks play on Christmas every year, and I feel like they lose on Christmas every year. I know they've had some hiatuses in the past because the team has been so terrible. They haven't put them on. But like I, I could think about them getting smoked by the Wizards. Uh, they, they've, they've lost the Sixers. They've lost a bunch of games that I can remember on Christmas Day that have aggravated me. They did win big last year. Stephon points that out. I'll give them credit for that. They did win big last year. I want to acknowledge that. It's amazing. I, I lost it from my memory already. They did win big on Christmas Day. I want to say that game was against Atlanta. I think I'm right about that. It was against Atlanta. I am fairly certain that game was against Atlanta. But today, it was pretty simple. Had a red-hot first half, slumped at the end of the second quarter, had a terrible third quarter, and then had absolutely no answer for George Niang in the fourth quarter. The Friday night loss against Chicago bothered me a lot more because that's a game they had no business losing. This game against Philadelphia, look, Philadelphia is playing good ball. Philadelphia is much healthier than they were earlier in the year. Even with the rumblings and the rumors about James Harden considering the idea of going back to Houston if Philly doesn't pick him up. You know, there are a couple of establishments that would be very happy about that that in Houston if indeed that is the case. But even with all that being said, Philly is kind of rounding the form. You knew this would be a tricky game from a Nick perspective. Friday against the Bulls, they lost the game because they couldn't make a free throw. Simple as that. Couldn't make a free throw. I mean, how many times between Brunson, uh, Grimes, the end of that game was hideous. 
The Knicks got to figure out how to start winning games more consistently in Madison Square Garden. Now, in their winning streak, they did win a couple of games at home. But for whatever the reason, you look, Knicks splits, home and road, they are 10 and 6 away from Madison Square Garden. They're 8 and 10 at Madison Square Garden. And that to me is just simply unacceptable. That to me is something that needs to change. Tough one tonight. Not going to lie. Tough one. And you want to know, folks, where my anger meter was. Knicks was like a 3 out of 10. Dolphins was a 10 out of 10. The two who ruined Christmas. For somebody who defended the guy, and you're going to learn a lot about him the next two weeks, at New England, home against the Jets, that was pathetic. So anybody who thinks I'm a cord-carrying member of Tuanon, think again after what I saw today. I, I, I was horrified. Horrified by that performance. So yeah, I know it's New York, New York, but when my quarterback influences your team's playoff chances, I'm going to bitch about it. And I'm going to be salty about it. I'm going to be in a miserable mood about it. So just getting that out there. All right. This is a quick pod. We'll come back, take a couple of voicemails before we say goodbye. This episode is brought to you by State Farm. You might say all kinds of stuff when things go wrong, but these are the words you really need to remember. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. They've got options to fit your unique insurance needs, meaning you can talk to your agent to choose the coverage you need, have coverage options to protect the things you value most, file a claim right on the State Farm mobile app, and even reach a real person when you need to talk to someone. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. All right, we'll take a couple of voicemails real quick. Uh, And listen, just goes to show you, no days off for the New York, New York crew. Even if we got to throw a mini pot out there. Too much happened this weekend. How to get into it. Daniel Jones will be with us on Tuesday. Football Friday on Thursday. Monster Football Friday show. Giants Colts, Jets Seahawks. The rest of Week 17. And I am surprised, by the way, that they flexed Steelers-Ravens into the night game. Steelers, very little chance of making the postseason. Baltimore, I guess playing for the division if they win their next two games, but maybe they didn't want to put the Dolphins in cold weather Sunday night again. I think if the Jets had beaten Jacksonville, they would out of doubt would have been the Sunday night game in Seattle. Off a loss, maybe they didn't want to do that. Steelers-Ravens, a weird option. Not going to lie. Very weird option. So I noticed that with the scheduling. All right, 917-382-1151. Remember, that's our voicemail number. Get them in for Thursday. We'll take a bunch uh, before our Football Friday festivities. All right, Stefan, let's hear them. What's going on, John? This is us, Stewart from Brooklyn. Uh, as far as the Giants go, man, uh, I know it's a tough loss, but this, this Giants game reminds remind me of the uh, of that, that Patriots from, from 07 when they went toe-to-toe with them. It, it had it had that feel, and 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 John this Daniel Jones man he he showed me some uh, uh, heart and, and and soul. This this guy's a warrior. This guy has has uh, some dog some uh, dog in him. Uh, I just uh, um, wish that uh, DJ had some wide receivers like uh, like a Justin Jefferson or a Tyreek or a uh, Tyreek Hill. But man, if he if he had just those wide receivers and and JJ. It didn't make uh, sense uh, for Martin for uh, Martindale to blitz in that final minute of the fourth quarter. I mean, what what could have been, uh, you know, if, if that if that uh, didn't happen? 
And I feel, I also felt, John, that they, they could have uh, pressured the, uh, the field goal uh, kicker uh, towards the end because I, I didn't see any pressure coming from the back. I just want to know how you feel about that. But, but John, I am so happy that, that they put some, that had some fight in them. And if we could get back Adoree Jackson, uh, Ojolari, and uh, McKinney, and we can limit the mistakes, we can make some noise in January. And that's about it. Have a happy holiday. Well, I appreciate that, Stuart. Your team did show fight. A lot of fight. Loved what I saw from the quarterback after the bad interception, after the blocked punt, to see the Giants go right down the field, score the touchdown, and then to go and hook up on that two-point play. That's gutsy. That's real, really gutsy stuff. I'd say outside of the interception, Daniel Jones played a fabulous game on Saturday. Fabulous game. And I tend to agree with you about the matchup with the Vikings if they can get Jackson and McKinney back in the mix. Now, I had Ojewari. Their pass rush is coming alive. They're weak in that secondary. They could use some help in that secondary. Those guys would go a, a long way in determining that. And as far as the, the defense, I, I didn't have an issue with the field goal block. 61-yarder. Not going to get nuts there. Where I did have an issue is the third down screen play, you got to have a better defense on Jefferson. I mean, I, I don't know what that was. That was way too soft, way too easy, and allowed them, boom, to get a shot at a 60-something-yard field goal. But I didn't love it. And it ended up being a bad call because Joseph, to his credit, knocks down a kick. But that was a really fun game on Saturday. It was back and forth. Hawkinson made some ridiculous plays. The Giants made some really impressive plays of their own. Gano, I mean, that was like a place kicker display between Gano and Joseph hitting bombs in the dome. But a lot easier to kick inside Minnesota as opposed to some of those cold weather games that you saw. Like, like Cincinnati and New England, you had no chance of kicking that football. No chance. All right, who's next? What's up, JJ? Ian from Connecticut. It's uh, Christmas evening. I hope you had a very Merry Christmas to you and your family. But I just watched the... Uh, Dolphins lose to the Packers. Didn't really see it coming. Um, from a Jets perspective, uh, two days ago, the season was pretty lost. Uh, kind of mentally moved on from the season in my mind for about a day. But yesterday night, I started to talk myself into maybe the Packers somehow beating the Dolphins today. And it actually happened. So now there's an actual realistic path for the Jets to make the playoffs. If they win both of their games, which I guess if Mike White starts, they have a chance. I don't think they have any chance to start this, but I've lost all confidence in him. And then the Pats got to lose one of their games. If that happens, the Jets are in. But I know you're a big Dolphins fan, so I just wanted to ask you, if the Patriots were to lose next week and the Jets were to win, and Week 17 came down to a Dolphins-Jets matchup to determine who would make the playoffs, be about the Jets. Because, listen, I know their record's, seven and eight on the year. If you haven't watched the Jets much this year, you wouldn't think much of them. But from someone that's watched all of their games, I think you could make a realistic judgment that this is a seven win team disguised as what could be maybe a 10, 11, maybe even 12 win team. The only games they've outright lost are the Ravens game, the Bengals game, and the Jaguars game. Every other game has been a one session game that they've been in for the very end. If they had the quarterback play for most of those games, I think they could have pulled a couple of them off and easily could have been at the playoffs right now. 
So I just wanted to get your take on how nervous you are about the uh, Dolphins situation and if you have any hope to just make a run of this. All right, have a nice night. Bye. I appreciate the well wishes on Christmas. My Christmas was ruined, uh, in case you were wondering. The Tua that stole Christmas. That should be the title of the pod. Stefan, the Stua, the, the Tua that stole Christmas that gave the Jets new life on the playoffs. Seriously, for me at least. Um, as far as your team, on a much more serious note, it's about Mike White getting back. If you tell me Mike White is playing on Sunday, the Jets have a legitimate chance to win. And then they would have a legitimate chance to beat my team. My team, my confidence is totally shook. I was very confident about my team at 8-3. I was even very confident after the way they played in Buffalo last week. I really was. I thought they'd come out in this Green Bay game and do what they did in the first half. I don't know what in God's name happened in the second half. I don't have the slightest clue. So, you got hope if you're a Jeff fan. Now, I don't like the argument, well, we could have won this game, that game. Every team in the league can do that. It's about quarterback play. Right now, you don't have an answer to quarterback. Mike White comes back. All of a sudden, Garrett Wilson, Elijah Moore, and Corey Davis, those guys look a lot better. The situation on Thursday, if that's what it's going to be the final two games of the year, I don't like the chances. But it's it's amazing. Salah on Friday was basically talking about the playoffs being a long shot. Well, now. You win your final two games, you got like a 90% chance of making the playoffs. Unless you think New England's winning out. Think about that for a minute. That's crazy to say. Crazy, crazy, crazy to say. All right, let's take one more. What's up, JJ? Kyle from Brick. Um, it's been a little bit. I uh, I had to give it a couple days to marinate the Jets loss. Um, but you're right. I listened to you know your, your football Friday the other day and Anybody that thinks Zach Wilson is going to be our quarterback going forward needs to get their head checked, man. Like when they, when I, I said it actually the series before they put Trevor in, I said if they bench him, there's no way he can come back this entire season. And then, you know, thinking about it later, like if obviously if White can't go, you know, week 17 or uh, week 18 against uh, your, Dolphins and, you know, Flacco, they're not going to play Flacco. They're not going to play Strebler. You know, so Wilson will have to play that. But there is no way that Zach Wilson can play another meaningful down of football for the Jets. Like, and this is coming from a usually optimistic Jets fan. And, you know, he's a kid that, yeah, he has the arm talent. He, he's a workout warrior. He, he blew up his pro day. But there's intangibles that go into playing this position that, you know, if you don't have, then you can't get them over time. And I think at this point, he's shell-shocked two, two years in. And unfortunately, yeah, you sometimes have to give these guys, these young guys, three years. But for every one of them, there's a guy like, you know, uh, Zach Rosen. I think that's, yeah, it's Rosen. Josh Rosen from uh from uh Arizona. Um he uh one year and done. And they knew he wasn't the answer and got rid of him. And ironically, him and, and Wilson have kind of the same background, kind of you know, cut cut from the same cloth in terms that they came from a nice upbringing and I'm not I don't know, you know, if everything was given to them, but you know, they kind of have that clean cut 
you know, rich boy mentality. And sometimes there's someone that's hungrier and willing to put in the work and has those intangibles that Zach doesn't have, unfortunately. Um, so that's that on that. And the other thing, you could tell, I, I love Simmons. You could tell the pod father to shove it up his ass. Because every, every chance he gets to stick to the Jets, he does. But he, he should take a look in the mirror. I know his team technically in the playoff hunt still, but they suck. And they had the worst fucking walk-off ending in a football game of all fucking time. So you tell Simmons to shove it up his ass if he wants to tweet that garbage about the Jets. Merry Christmas, JJ. I'll be listening, brother. And uh, I wish all the best to you, the family. I appreciate that, Kyle. Shot fire to our buddy, the Podfather, who did have a uh, tremendous tweet. Tremendous, tremendous tweet, might I add, uh, on the Zach Wilson situation come Thursday. I think we read it in the live. It was fantastic. It really was fantastic. Uh, I'm not taking shots right now at the Patriots because my team is in a hot mess, and they play the Patriots this week. If they go and stick it to the Patriots like they should on Sunday, then I'll respond, but I'm not overly confident. My confidence is so shattered right now. I'm like a, uh, I'm a broken man these days. I'm not going to lie. I am a broken, broken man with my football team. I feel like Beningo because I have now lived through this each of the last two Decembers with opportunities to make the playoffs. The Dolphins lost week 18 or 17 to Buffalo a few years ago. Got smoked. Last year, Tennessee, chance winning in, lost the game. And now this year, they're going to go from 8-3 and three to potentially being on the outside looking in. Now, still in front of Miami. See, that's the thing. Miami wins the next two games. They're in the playoffs. They're not worried about anything else. Going to learn a lot about Tua, man. And I've been pumping my chest and basically telling you how unbelievable he's been. Because he was for a good majority of the year. But teams have figured some things out. And that second half today was just inexplicable. Three second half interceptions. And when you get a chance, they gave him a chance. LaFleur was so out of his mind on fourth and three at the end of the game to kick a field goal and go up six. You do not do that. He got bailed out by two a point terribly. You got Aaron Rodgers. Go let Aaron Rodgers win the game. He gets three yards, he wins the game. That's it. Victory formation. Up six with those two receivers, I would not in any way, shape, or form advocate kicking a field goal. He did. Works out when the quarterback's thrown it to the other team. That was, like I said, one of the worst second halves I've ever seen in my life. And if you're a Jeff fan, you say, hey, guess what? We're back, baby. Just hope that Mike White's back. That's your little conundrum going into the weekend. And we'll be monitoring that throughout the course of the week. All right. One more before we say goodbye. Jeff Money, let's close it out with a bang. What up, JJ? Jeff Money here with a handicap. A fix it be for tomorrow, Monday the 26th, the Monday night football game. I'm going to roll with you on this one. I'm going to go with the Indianapolis Colts plus the four and a half over the LA Chargers. I'm going to again, I'm going to go with the Colts plus the four and a half. And everyone can always follow all my daily plays on Twitter at Jeff Money. Okay, JJ, we have a family play here. I'm out of here. Let's go. Let's go, Jeff Money. It will determine whether or not it is a winning week or a losing week for yours truly. It's really as simple as that. If it's a uh, winning week, Indianapolis will take care of business. If it is a losing week, they will not take care of business. I want another winning week. We didn't have much to cheer about this weekend. 
Giants lost. Jets still digging up the stench from that Thursday night game. And then my team. Ugh. Brutality. Absolute brutality. Well, I do hope everybody had a great Christmas. Great holiday. I didn't. But guess what? The sun will come up tomorrow. We'll have a pot on Tuesday. I'm going to do some Monday night football stuff with Raheem on the Ringer Gambling feed. We'll have Daniel Jones on Tuesday night. Looking forward to that. Thursday, Football Friday, Week 17. Final show of the 2022 season for New York, New York. Isn't that crazy? You're full by, folks. You're full by. Good job by Stefan. We'll chat Tuesday. Merry Christmas, one and all. Be good, everybody. <laughs> 